Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, aka the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing, Nick? Oh, good, Jake. I'm doing well, actually. I'm doing pretty well, I think. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Still a little jet lagged from uh from last week's vacation. Just got in yesterday um, and sleep schedule. Still a little off. Um, had to go to work. Uh, was lagging all day. But the the real thing is, I came home to some goodies. I came home to um, some Pokemon Center goodies, uh, some ETBs, some singles that I got. And I know I'm not. It's not a video podcast um, at right now. But uh, I did get two cards from CGC that were uh, graded, and they came in beautiful. These are my first two ever. I uh, got a Charizard, my Charizard VMAX came in with a nine and I got a Japanese Dragapult that was so close to getting a 10. It got 9.5 on everything minimum and it got a couple or I got a 10. If I was just one more 10, it would have been a straight 10 and I would have been super happy about that. But uh, I'm very pumped with all those goodies that came in after my vacation. Yeah, those are awesome. I, when you posted that, I got really excited. I was like, those are those are just gorgeous. Yeah. So it just makes is... me more pumped to get back the other cards that I sent. I uh, also sent in with uh, one of our locals. He sent a bunch of cards in, and I sent my shiny Greninja uh, GX. And I, we also have our Rainbow Chonkichu that's uh, somewhere in the wild. Uh, oh, I can't back. wait for that. I can't wait to get that back. Um, but yeah, how, how's your week been uh, since uh, last week with uh, the last podcast? Yeah, it was a uh, good times and stuff. So, you know, just uh, got this just a little hectic with a lot of family events kind of going on and everything. And, uh, you know, trying to squeeze in all of a sudden I got really lucky with uh, being able to get actual uh, chilling rain product. Nice, nice. Uh, which I didn't expect to happen at all. I was not expecting that. And so uh, we got to open up three boxes on stream, which was just fantastic to be able to do. And uh, which was a lot of fun also. So I really appreciate everyone who jumped on and uh, got the, we, we chatted about a lot of the cards that were being pulled and stuff. And so, um, and then I pulled that really cool gold uh, water energy. So I'm jealous. I want it. Uh, you want to give it to me? <laughs> I'll trade it for you. Trade. Oh, okay. <laughs> But anyways, um, th- uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I was I didn't get to watch it uh, live, but I did kind of rewatch it and see the highlights. Uh, very, very cool and pumped for you and all the pulls that you got. Um, uh, but with that being said, we do have a guest. We actually yeah. ha- uh, have a guest that we share a couple community members with that we were actually talking about your your um, your openings on his stream over there. Um, we've got real sunny games. Um, so welcome, Sunny. How are we doing today? I'm doing excellent. I can't complain. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Um, so, I mean, you're new to our cast. We haven't had you on before. So for those who might not know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, your Pokemon career and, and just your, yourself in general. All right. Well, um, so my name, uh, I go by Sonny, usually by my friends, by my peers and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a PTGO competitive player. I have been competitive since 2008, so 13 years. Nice. So, yeah, really long time. Yeah. <laughs> even too long to even count. And uh, I've, uh, of course, like most competitive players, I've been to all sorts of tournaments between, you know, regionals, nationals. Mm-hmm. I've been a world's competitor before. 
Um, I've done well in quite a few tournaments, you know, both big and small. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And we'll That's definitely awesome. get into, you know, um, some tournament play IRL stuff, um, you know, a little bit later in the cast. Um, but Nick, do you want to start us off? We do definitely start uh, or we have a standard set of questions for all our guests for their first time on our cast. Yeah, so let's start this off with a fun question here. I can't believe you're letting me do this because I know what happens later. Um, mm -hmm. But the first uh, question I want to ask you here is, uh, who's your favorite starting Pokemon uh, from any of the starters uh, in the you know video games for whatever reason? Uh, so, you know, just even if you have if you've played the games, right? Yeah, definitely got to say I gotta go with Mudkip. Mm. yes yes <laughs> nick likes you a thousand times better already <laughs> that's his boy right there that's my and, boy and the funny part is i've always gone water like no matter what mm -hmm. i've always been the water starter i've stuck with it ever since and it just so happens that mudkip is just the gem yeah <laughs> yeah that's no, awesome that's, that's i think you're the third person that said that it's definitely a very solid pokemon exactly now, yeah. now did uh was Ruby and Sapphire are one of the first games that you played, or were, did, were you, did you play the originals? Oh, I've I've played Pokemon like my whole life, pretty much. Okay. I mean, I mean, not my whole life, but you know, yeah. you know, what I'm yeah. no, no, yeah, <laughs> no, that's a that's a solid pick. Um, but okay, so beyond the starters, who's your just favorite Pokemon in general? It just keeps uh, tic tac toeing all over the place, but it's definitely Gengar. Another solid choice. Yeah, yeah. Gengar. Gengar has been like a solid Pokemon because it was actually one of my very first competitive decks. I like it overall as a Pokemon just in general too. Mm -hmm. I played the uh, I played the Curse Guard deck back in 2010, and it was like the first like actual competitive deck I played. Like, like the concrete meta, I'd say. Yeah. Awesome. Now that's that, that's like a solid choice. So before we go on to the next question, I have a little side tangent. I was kind of maybe expecting uh, what, what what's the uh, the Bidoof or oh yeah what, the Bidoof yeah. yeah the Bidoof I know I, I know I know he's on your stream all the time. I see him. It is and actually like has a sticker. What's the there, story with that? There's a story behind the Bidoof. So back when I was starting, I was actually referring to um, a lot of my viewers as like Bucko, so to speak. And of course, mm. you know Bidoof is a beaver so on and so forth and that sort of stuck along and then when i was having some of my artwork done it actually shifted into that i called my channel points you know like b doof buckles back in the day but then mm -hmm. uh amy kept referring to them as like doof dollars and then that <laughs> phrase stuck entirely which after she made a tiktok about it i couldn't go back on it so i'm just like okay here we are yeah she has kind of an influence over people i think <laughs> oh for absolutely absolutely and uh is one of my closest friends within the twitch community i started yeah. out by randomly finding her channel and then once i found her back in august i've never missed a stream no yeah i mean i've i don't get to catch all her streams um but whenever i'm in there i try to catch you know um show right. and you're always in there so we you know we always have a, an opportunity to chat yeah like, I, always, like always I literally just time. went from just random that found her to just like a mod in the channel in the first place that's awesome like, I, like nine 9.5 times out of 10 if she's live you will find me in there nice 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 yeah like i said i owe a lot of my growth to her anyway if it wasn't for her i would have met like so many people in the first place like i gotta say 
Yeah, no, it, networking um, and just oh, yeah. meeting awesome community members is always a, a huge key. So exactly, I'm, yeah, I wanna, I do wanna say I went things, but things the right way. I never, I never self promoted. I never did like anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just networked and just do what I could. For sure, and uh, you're doing, you're doing awesome so far. So pretty pumped for you. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about your streaming here again, right? Yeah, uh, in, in a little bit. But Nick, do you want to take the next one? Yeah. So, uh, your favorite, uh, what's your favorite card in the game for whatever reason? So it could be for artwork. It could be for something that happened in play just in general. What's your favorite, uh, Pokemon TCG card. That's going to have to be a dark, right? EX. Nice. So dark, right? EX, um, was actually a card I played with for, such a long time up until it's rotation and even a bit after rotation it's a deck that i built that i've actually found the most success with even got me my very first tournament win oh, very that cool. card alone people would refer to me as like oh that's the dark rye guy <laughs> the guy that's always playing dark rye see it's, it's completely different I, you, I before this i was like there's the bidoof guy <laughs> but no you're the dark rye guy no, that's, <laughs> like that's said, awesome everybody yeah. you know that everybody has that first deck that they've won with in that, that card that you know brought them there so that's awesome um, yeah yeah, I gotta say, like, yeah the whole bidoof thing that's just a meme i walked myself into <laughs> unintentionally and then it's just stuck and then here we are yep <laughs> like you have no idea with all like the uh the ptcgo stuff with uh, the bidoof like peripherals and all that stuff the accessories mm -hmm. lily i had like four dms five twitter retweets and tags and then a bunch of other stuff i was tagged in all from that i was just everyone was showing it to me <laughs> i wanted to be like sit out deep inside like i i i saw this already but but, but thank you for thinking of me no that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> okay so going into the last question this is always the 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 one that's the most fun i think because it's always it comes with the most amount of passion usually <laughs> um so the worst card in the game in your opinion it could be standard legal now or could have been a card in the past um what oh, this, is your take of oh, best this worst one, card this one is actually a doozy and probably one that's going to get like overlooked but i'm going to say it's the arcanine from supreme victors okay you're going to have to explain because i don't yeah I, oh, oh, that's before oh, our time yeah, yeah get ready for this one so we all know that arcanine is just an awesome pokemon just mm -hmm. In general. So guess what this card does? Guess what they gave uh, Arcanine? They gave it 80 HP. First off, mm -hmm. you get 40 damage for four energy. And then you know what else it does? No. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Just four de four energies, 40 damage, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. my. wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, so you're you're really going worst card as far as like it's just not good. <laughs> it's it's just the it's just that's it. It's just not good. Wow. It's awful. And you can look up this you can google this card yourself. I'm not making this up. No, I believe you 100%. That's just uh that's crazy like that this, they would... this this is a card that they actually printed. I mean, well, mind you, Supreme Victors wasn't exactly like the best set in the world. I mean, there were a couple good cards in there, but other than that, it was just a massive set that they made for no reason. And it was kind of borderline a bad set, mm -hmm. except for, of course, a couple cards in there. Like, if I can remember, there was a Garchomp level X. I'm kind of brain farting on the whole set, but yeah, Garchomp level X is the main highlight, I think. 
yeah that was again before our time so i couldn't really uh yeah help you on that one yeah um, yeah i know let's just let's just say times were a bit different back then on what uh like level x's were and all that stuff well yeah, I, sure. I i think one of my favorite hard truths that i learned from the game and this was from uh one of our locals was that they're like he's just he's like just to remind you not all pokemon are created equal in the in pokemon tcg and it is, is so very true. true and it's time and time again we see that happening with the you know just like certain pokemon you're like why yeah, why so is this it in the game right now they just get the treat they just a lot of them they just never get that good treatment like never right there's just some pokemon that i think have never gotten a playable card yeah it's Which unfortunate a shame. but it, it, you would think you know that well throughout the time i'm sure they'll get every, love to most pokemon at least um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, it's, it's hard because you can't make every card great. You have to have, you know, the, your fillers. And oh, stuff. yeah. I mean, that's just right. the main base of a set. Like, if you, like, sit there like, with any set in general and just said, oh, yeah, this is a great set for this, 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 this card. Mm-hmm. But then you get, like, a stack of just everything that's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just find it interesting in terms of, like, and I get it. They need to fill out the number of cards and make it more interesting or, you know, make it make rares rare, right? But, right. like. I, I just don't understand when you get a card like that, where it's just like, you know, or, or like the ones that are like, this takes four energy to do, and it's a basic Pokemon, and yeah. it does 30 damage. And you're just like, why? Why? Yeah, just, why? <laughs> what, like, when's that ever going to be a thing? Like, right. I, like, like, for example, like going to that, there is like a Phantom from like one of the sets that does like just 30 for three and then nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why just, would you play that? Yeah, like, like, why are we doing this? We're, yeah, like, not to mention it won't even be alive long enough for you to even do that. <laughs> exactly. Right. So Takes let's not even to charge up, and when you get that, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yep, it's just not good. <laughs> well, that's a nice, that's an awesome deep cut there. So <laughs> um, for sure. But with those answers, uh, real quick, we're gonna jump right to our whimsy watch. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Whimsy Watch, where we dive in and take a look at the evolving meta. So with that, let's jump right into this week's meta, and it's all Shadow Rider Calyrex. This deck is running away with the lead in popularity and in tournament wins. Clearly, there was a lot of hype around Shadow Rider with the release of Chilling Range, and it seems to be delivering on all fronts on that hype train. Taking five tournament victories, including the huge Chill Series number 36, with 442 players, plan on playing against it, because the deck is also making cuts at a very good rate. As an example, it made more top fours over this last week than the next four top performing archetypes combined. So to sum it up, Shadow Rider is good. I mean, there's no other, nothing to say about it. It's just good. So let's take a step back from our most popular deck and let's look at the rest of the top five this week. Eternatus clocks in at two, still chugging along, even with Zapdos and Avery now in the format. You can't hold Eternatus down. You just can't. The other rider in Ice Rider Calyrex comes in at three and the Zashian builds round out the top five with ADP at four and Melmetal at five. Now, I want to highlight Ice Rider this week and give you listeners a quick look at what this deck is shaping up to be. Now, Ice Rider is clearly your main focus and attacker in the deck. 
I'm, see I'm seeing people reach success pairing it with either a Cinchino draw engine or even a Shady Dealings Inteleon engine. Both these consistency engines help it find the melanies and the water, water energies it needs to hit 250 turn after turn. These engines pair well with it because players are taking advantage of Path to the Peak in this deck and shutting off those dig cards of Dedenne and Crobat. I, for one, really like this deck and fully suggest you take it out for a spin. Alright, that's going to wrap up this week's watch. Uh, we'll see you next week with more Shadow Rider Calyrex news. So, we'll send you back to the cast. All right. Thank you, Chuck, for such an awesome uh, analysis breakdown there. So, whew, I know, always. I know, I know. It's, it's The amount of time he's putting into this is insane. So, thank you again. Um, but we got some interesting news of our own here because, yes, uh, yes, uh, you know, Poco Beach has, I think, been on fire and it's been on fire so much lately that uh, they're shut down right now. Yeah. Uh, as of recording, yeah, we, uh, the, all the articles, all the links are dead. So Jake and I, Jake's like, hey, did you read these? And I was like, I remember reading it, but I need it for the episode. And he's like, I have them screenshot. So we have a few of these ready to go I, here. Unfortunately, but I missed a couple, um, but I did send a couple to Nick. Um, so he can start. I even forgot what I sent to him. So you start <laughs> us off and I'll fill in the blanks for what we have. <laughs> yeah, and Sonny, we'll, we'll love to hear your input on these cards too, because some of these are a bit are kind of interesting. And we'll start off with this uh, first one here. Um, it is... Uh, Reggie Drago. So it's a basic dragon Pokemon type. Again, this is all coming from Evolution Skies, uh, previewed in the Sky Stream Towering Sky set of the Japanese version. And uh, Reggie Drago is a dragon with 130 HP. It's another basic Pokemon, has two attacks one that's two colorless with Hammer In, which does 30 damage. And then its second attack is a Grass Grass Fire, which, oh, okay. Um, but it's called Dragon Energy for 240 negative damage. So this attack does 20 less damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. But 240. Woo. 240 for a basic. Um, Woo. Pretty hefty. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, since, I, since when? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, what are your guys' thoughts on this kind of Pokemon? Do you see this seeing play, or is its energy requirements going to? Uh, prevent it from being something out in the field uh, let's start with sunny i i have some thoughts but i want to hear what sunny has to think about him yeah so the energy requirements uh it's a bit of a stretch it's it's definitely a stretch for sure and you know without much you know it's going to depend on what they actually give dragon pokemon in general whether it be mm -hmm. a double dragon reprint or some kind of energy acceleration for it yeah and then, you know, like I said, other than, you know, having some sort of energy assistance, it doesn't really seem like it can actually, you know, get powered up in time. And even like 130, like, I mean, that's still solid for like a, a basic, but it's still with numbers being hit right now, it's still kind of low. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it really just depends because you don't want to put this, um, these, this Reggie Drago down um, a turn early and then, you know, power it up because then he can potentially get ping damage or, or just get knocked out. Um, it really depends on the dragon energy that's coming out. Um, they did say they're going to make a new dragon energy. Um, what it specifically does right now, I'm not sure. Um, but if it can make this um, where you can play it down 
and then charge it up in that same turn. Um, it's a pretty viable attacker, I would say. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I find it I find it interesting with the fact that you could run this in a grass fire deck with like Rillaboom mm-hmm. and you know being able to accelerate that energy, but at the same time, like I would hope there's something better, you know, to do you know for Rillaboom to be buffing up in a weird way. Um, I get I don't know if this is like a surprise all of a sudden, wow, you know, quick yeah. 240. Um but you're not hitting anything for weakness with it either, which That's is true. which yeah, is interesting. Oh yeah, not only that, but you're also not one-shotting a lot either. Right. Maybe a little bit, but not a lot, because we are shifting into like a meta that's becoming VMAX heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even those one prizers you're knocking out, that seems like a lot of energy um, put into an attack that you're just going to get knocked out uh, again by one prizer. So if you're playing against a different uh, you know, one prizer that might be a little bit smoother, um, they're going to win that race for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yep. that's definitely a card to keep an eye out on. Um, I don't think it goes straight into bulk um, right off the bat. Um, so definitely to keep in the back of your mind, like we've always said, Nick, um, even if it's something's not good right away, um, have, you know, those set of cards that have potential. Um, yep. in the back of your mind exactly. So. right exactly and that's just always the thing about like you know when we review like a new set or cards that's in it is that at first we can probably just be a little like oh this isn't really that good but mm-hmm. then it turns into like oh this is actually amazing like a good example of that back when i did a set review of chilling rain we did a youtube video on that and mm-hmm. uh we basically were saying at first like oh this doesn't really seem that great or this is just like kind of just eh. But then we're seeing like all the applications is going into, and then we're sitting like, okay, this is uh, this is solid, this works. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, you know. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, you're good. I was just saying, like, yeah, just because so like you know, early impressions don't always stick. Right. Like for right. example, like we're looking at the new like Rayquaza Flappy deck that's going to come out. Like we don't know like 100 like this is going to be like something good or it's just going to be like oh. This is mediocre. Like we, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We've already had a very big discussion on that one. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I'm on one side. He's on the other. Uh, it's there's just no the... changing that. There's, yeah, there's no, 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 no time for that tangent. There's, oh, <laughs> there's okay. no time for that tangent. Okay. You know, I, didn't mean, about. <laughs> I didn't mean to walk you into that one. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's a good discussion, though. No, but I mean, what, but what you're saying is 100% accurate at the same time. You're yeah. talking about. You know, there's some you know over predictions that definitely happen, and massive under predictions I think is always true too, especially yeah. with Pokemon, where exactly. the large community will get really excited about one specific card, um, and you know we could talk like for example, as this set was, everyone knew Shadow Rider Calyrex, but I think a lot of people are surprised how effective a lot of the other cards are in this current set out there from Chilling Rain. Yeah, for honestly, yeah. For sure. So, Nick, you want to go to the next one? Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, this one is a compounding. There's a few of these articles out, and it's on all three of the birds, uh, the legendary yeah. birds, their Galarian version. They're all getting a baby version of themselves. So, you have Galarian Mortris, Galarian Zapdos, Galarian Ar- Articuno um, in the same psychic as their V version, or in the same uh, 
type as their v versions uh so but they all come with this cool charge ability that matches their type and so for example glare and mortress is when you play this pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn you may attach two darkness energy energy cards from your hand so if it's Zapdos, it's fighting if it's articuno it's psychic instead uh, uh, but that is awesome uh in my my initial reactions here with it uh it is a baby prizer that's bringing out they all have different attacks here and would we'd get into all of them if we could uh but poke beach is down again so yeah. uh, but the main the main takeaway here though is um you know the this is that a charge ability. So what what what's your guys' thoughts on this? Sonny, what's your, what do you think about, what's your first impressions on this charge Pokemon? So my first impressions usually with any kind of uh, charge like that is we've had cards like that in the past that have done the same thing. And from what I've seen, they've all been playable one way or another. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, depending on the respective typings, you can definitely work with them in a way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the, the biggest thing is these guys are uh, basics, so you don't have to evolve. Um, so you're just putting them down. And we've already kind of seen it with Eternatus with the uh, the Galarian um, Moltres V uh, with his ability from taking disc- or po- or energy from the discard pile and then using energy switch. So you can, depending on the deck type, you could definitely do that kind of trick um to you know the typing that you're you're going for right um, but they all do have attacks which i think they're solid and i actually have two of them up here um so i do have the the moltres which is uh fury wrath it does 20 plus damage this attack does 50 damage more for each prize card taken from your opponents or that your that your opponent is already taken so the more prizes your opponent takes from you the the harder this guy's hitting um so definitely has some viability uh to to the attack oh and i forgot to mention it was a uh, dark dark colorless it's a 20 plus 50 you said yeah 20 plus 50 for each prize okay so that's yeah. like that's like not a bad flex so we're talking 270 max 270 max yeah yep. um that can definitely close the game out especially on a close close one and oh, it yeah, kind of can sure. come out of nowhere too so and especially uh, considering the fact that uh tag teams are still a thing in this format mm-hmm. so if for some reason they're ahead of you, then like one prize left, you can one shot most tag teams. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. And I then we also, I, oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead. No, no, that's why I was just about to say, I think that's like a very important factor to, to account for Cause a lot of, you know, again, it's, it's really potent uh, being able to kind of grab that, you know, to just excel right to that, to itself like that and mm-hmm. still have decent damage output. Yeah. Like it's, it's not bad. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's it, also and that's also the thing too when like people forget when like these like uh, these summer sets come out is that uh you know, there's still like a period before rotation that we're going to have that brief little period of this meta. Yeah. <laughs> that we're going to have team up onwards to evolving skies, you know, so there's still going to be tournaments going on for that up until September. Yeah, so I'm definitely this, guilty of of overlooking that period. So, you, <laughs> good point of you bringing that up for sure. <laughs> right. Um, but we do have, uh, I do have the Zapdos attack up. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the Articunos. Um, but for Zapdos, it's uh, it's fighting, fighting, colorless, thunderous kick, um, 70 damage. You may discard all your energy card from this Pokemon. If you do, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. All right, so yeah, that's definitely an interesting one for sure. I mean, I don't think like, I mean, 
140 and then paralyzed. So it's kind of like a jankier choo-choo in a way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got to also consider the fact that, you know, there are plenty of people running, you know, switches in their decks and stuff like that, which switches escape ropes. Um, yeah, like I said, there's too much like switch outlets. So I don't know, like that's going to have much of an impact per se. And like the cost you're getting for discarding all your energy isn't really worth it. Yeah. Because when you think yeah. about fighting, you know, aside from like Zapdos itself, there's not much in the way of like energy acceleration. At most, it can be like a cheeky way to maybe one shot an Eternatus with no weakness guard. But then again, you have like the regular Glarian Zapdos V for that. Yeah. So, I mean, right. aside from the energy acceleration, it, the attack's kind of like an, maybe like a, a finisher, if anything. But other than that, not much to really think about it. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't, I think it's a little underwhelming. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe Switch for some reason becomes less viable. I, I don't no. see that happening. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say no. Yeah, I you know, a, a card that we've had since base set. Yeah, maybe. The, the one card that will probably never rotate. <laughs> nope. And watch, Crushing Hammer is the next one to never rotate. We've had it's that for fine. Like, we, we have answers to Crushing Hammer now. Yeah, we've had that for like 10 years in the game now. Yeah, yeah. That was, and, yeah, and, that, yeah, that, that yeah. card. I mean, there's plenty of answers for it now, so we're, oh, yeah. we're good. We're good. Exactly. All right, Nick. Did I send you any other ones? Or um, no, that nope. was it on on this on my end there. So. Okay, so let's see. L- let's go ahead and just talk about one more here, and we've got a Thievul. Um, so it's a Dark type Pokemon. It's a Stage One. It evolves from Nickit. Um, it has 100 HP and a Retreat cost of one. Um, it does have an attack, which is Tail Smack, that does 60 damage for two colorless, but that's not why you would play this uh, Thievul. Uh, you play him for his ability, and his ability is um, Fumble Hand. Um, when you play this Pokemon from your hand uh, to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may have each player shuffle their hand and put it on the bottom of their deck. Then each player draws four cards. So this is basically Marnie as a Pokemon evolution. I, I definitely, I see Sonny doesn't look too thrilled about this. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it mainly. Yeah. I'm kind of just thinking about it and I'm mostly comparing it to something we've had back in the past, which is like Marshadow Let Loose, mm-hmm. which that was basically both players shuffle their hands, draw four, which, you know, that was just a basic Pokemon. You just slap it down. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. This one's basically just like a stage one, and then it just does exactly that. So, I mean, for a stage one, it might not be too worth it, but, you know, maybe you can pair it up and say control. Yeah, that's my first thoughts. That's basically like what I can mainly see it in, but other than that, like not much. Just just a, as a control card. Yeah, because you know control's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, it worries right. me if if there are more cards like uh, Trevenant and Dusnor that come out uh, that you know for its attack, um, you know discard hand, uh, cards out of your hand, um, plus you know other other trainer cards uh, that might come out in the future that aren't rotating. So you could definitely either use a Marnie or use this Thievul and then potentially get other cards out of your opponent's hand. Um, yeah. So it can definitely be oppressive in that manner. Um, it also to, to add upon that, you can also, um, you know, use a boss and a Marnie per se in one turn when you know previously you couldn't. So yeah, um, definitely that's, opens up options. That's the equivalent of like boss and stamp in yeah. a way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which that is just disgusting in general. <laughs> exactly. I've had it happen so many times and I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you just want, you look at your opponent, you just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, but, sitting uh, like, I'm just sitting like, oh yeah, cool. I don't win the game anymore. Lovely. Yep. I had all the cards <laughs> I needed. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Which I mean, geez, like once stamp goes, it's gone for good. Because yeah, and expanded. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that. I keep debating to myself on that matter. Is uh, I have a golden switch on PTCGO, or I'm sorry, a golden stamp. Do I just trade it for the packs because it's going to be irrelevant in? Uh, I think you in, should honestly. In, honestly, yeah. you should. I mean, unless you really want to keep that bling. Uh, yeah, oh, I like bling. I like bling, but I like bling. bling that you're able to <laughs> use. <laughs> I mean. Worst case scenario, you're just playing it in like unlimited or whatever. It's yeah, about I guess, it. Yeah. yeah, I never play unlimited. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, it's it's your preference. That's all. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's, cool. it, it, it's a tough call though. I, you know, I think that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, I haven't it, I haven't necessarily like checked like pack prices in such a while. I think it's going for ten. I think it's I, ten. I could be wrong. It's um, all over the place. I'll yeah. tell you that it's it's crazy. But yeah, yeah that, so. Oh, sorry. And, the, and, and the fact that like was it Shadow Rider? I'm just, actually I pulled the thing up right now. Shadow Rider is actually going up in price. Yes. Yeah. See, thankfully. About, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like eight to fourteen for the stamp, basically. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm trading that thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I'm trading it. Yeah, get rid of it. Yep. Yep. Out the door. But yeah, it's like yeah, Shadow Rider. Like, I, I thought Shadow Rider was gonna drop. It went up. No, it's. It, I think. We'll, I guess we can just go into this now. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to go into this now. <laughs> yeah, let's go into this because uh, Shadow Rider has had the results, um, and it's 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 doing well. There's different variants that you can play, and it seems to have an answer to basically anything. So, uh, I don't see that that card going down uh, anytime no. soon. Even with Eternatus floating around, and it's even mm. starting to answer Eternatus decks. Yes, it is. Now, all right, I'm gonna. So I got the med, I got the whimsy watch breakdown here, and for our listeners who heard it before us here, but the thing with it is, Shadow Rider, Calyrax was played 254 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unbelievable, and I mean, it's being held back from the fact that it's so hard to find in my mind. Um, yeah, I think, apparently I think not. Otherwise, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's the people who have it, right? Some but people like, were just willing to shell the packs out for that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, but, like, I but wasn't it, about that at all. It's I, crazy. It's crazy yeah. how much of a reduction everything else is. This it doesn't is. even, the top five decks, you know, Pikaram's not even in it anymore. That's oh, yeah. insane. Yeah. And like for a, for a deck that I kept saying, they're like, oh, yeah, since this, since Pikaram first came out, it like stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed. And I even said, like, oh, this is a deck that's going to stay up until rotation because it stayed consistent this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that aged pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I am not willing to give up on Peak yet. I mean, <laughs> no, you're not. I, I, I did say it was dead two sets ago. I, 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 something somewhere around that. And yeah. I was wrong. I'm not going to I'm not going to. You know, say it's dead completely because it does. You know, stamp to uh, yeah, paralysis to one is it's not going to completely get out of there. No, definitely not. It's like like I said, it's like who knows? It's like we've said it before. Like each set, like oh, peak is dead because of this. Peak is dead because of that. Peak is dead because of this. But then next thing you know, it comes out of nowhere and then it puts up results and you're sitting there like, okay, this is actually not dead. Exactly. Right. So we can't like, count them out. <laughs> and you just, you just sit there like, okay, like how is this happening? Again, it just goes hand in hand with the fact of the consistency. Yep. 
Definitely. Okay, so before we get into more meta talk, um, we definitely want to highlight you because um, uh, you've been streaming and been killing it lately. Um, you just recently got your 1K um, followers, so congratulations. <laughs> As of yesterday, thank you so much. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I think I reached out to you about a week ago, you know, seeing if you wanted to come on, and then, you know, this happened right before, so I was very pumped that we were yeah, able to see congratulations. Like, actually, like, the gap between 9 and 1K happened pretty fast actually i think it might have been a span of maybe like two and a half weeks ish i think yeah you just uh you've been growing and uh, i'm 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 super happy for you yeah i said it didn't like it didn't like happen like right away because i've been streaming since about late may early june okay it started off you know a bit of variety like most people do and then of course i was doing like ptcgo as well because you know something i know and i was going on like my affiliate growing like anybody else which i hit it pretty fast which I owe all that credit to uh, Tricky Jim. I oh, used yeah? to I used to stream within like an earlier time slot most of my days, which is of course the time when he streams. And then naturally, you know, he'll raid like whoever. And then like he did the thing where he raided. He even followed, which uh, he used to he used to do. He doesn't do that anymore. I don't think mm-hmm. where he like followed everybody. But he dropped me a follow like immediately. Well, that's awesome. So I was just kind of like sidewinded by that. Because like, first off, I didn't even know what a raid was in the first place. I <laughs> yeah. had no idea what that was. I didn't even have my raid um, notification set up. So I just, I looked, I got a follow. Then I was like, wait, who are all these people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, in like shock and awe. So well, that's awesome that, here. Yeah, that ended up being like, I ended up getting uh, three total back when I used to stream within that time slot. Yeah. And, and that, then, that made and the then, difference that, for that, you. Yeah, that was like, because, you know, raids do count towards affiliation. Yep. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. Wish, I wish it would count for partner, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and, you know, he still acknowledges me every time I visit the channel. That's awesome. I even That's get, great like, to I get, I, get a shout out here and there. He actually randomly visited one night, which I didn't even see that coming. It was like the funniest thing ever. I was just sitting there yapping away. And I was like, oh, like. Like he came up in conversation and I was sitting there like, oh, Tricky's the reason why. And then I looked over and all I saw was just him. I was like, wait, <laughs> I was looking I was like, is that, <laughs> am I seeing things? <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to click the name to make sure I literally had to click the name to make sure. And I was like, my soul left my body. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like, he just showed up. Well, hey, your, he, uh, your, your streams are awesome. And then what we chatted, he even jumped in some marbles races. And, <laughs> and Jake, Jake loves these. I wanted to bring up that. I guess we can bring that up now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and oh, yeah, he also gifted a sub to someone on my channel. That was kind of funny. That's pretty cool. That's cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, uh, Mahone's awesome. He's a really oh, great guy. We, absolutely. I, I really wish I was part of the interview when he was on our show here. Mm. Um, and But Jake and Chuck handled that one uh, very well. And it was so much oh, fun yeah. talking to him. And the more and more I have interacted with uh, Mahone, he's in Tricky Jim. It's just just been wonderful. Exactly, so. yeah. It's like I said, you don't get people like that that often who are like yeah. that huge. Like he's like the pinnacle of what content creation is as far as the game goes yeah right like he's he's like the welcome wagon to pokemon tcg um yeah but on top of that he's also a really good player that you know even experienced players very uh, look up to so he's kind of like the best of both worlds and a a lot of times i've you know noticed in other games that people in his position um kind of are a little full of themselves or or 
you know, look down on the little guy. Oh yeah, uh, but he's, he's from my experience and from other people that like like yourself and others that um, kind of you know he he definitely is always there to you know donate some time or or help out you know the little guy as much as you know he he can. Right, exactly. It's just it's just amazing that he just you know even with how big as he is, he never forgot you know how like he was once there before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can say that about like like several people. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's people that are full of themselves. Obviously, I'm not going to throw any names out, but, you know, there are people that I've noticed certain content creators are, in fact, you know, full of themselves in a way. And I just sit there like, I mean, I had a, a bad experience with one of them. I'm, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to say the name. Yeah, yeah. Where it was yeah. like, you know, I, I, I raided into their channel before. They're not really active on Twitch or anything like that, but I raided in there and they just were just talking about themselves. As soon as I came in, you know, we had our raid thing going on, all that stuff. The files were coming in. They were just talking, talking, talking. I was like, okay, maybe we're going to acknowledge us soon. So then that subject ended and then they went into another subject and I was just sitting there like, okay, they're not going to acknowledge us at all. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. To and hear. they didn't even have that many viewers in there in the first place. It, it wasn't like anything <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So no, I was yeah. There, and I just sat there like, okay, um, this is awful. I'm going to leave now. Um, good day. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. Like I know a lot of people who they, there is a culture for streaming and uh, understanding how to like interact and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, especially there was, especially in 2020, there was an explosion in another, a number of streamers or content creators in general. And it's, it, it was, uh, you could definitely tell it took a toll on a lot of people. They weren't expecting, you know, expecting a certain attitude essentially. Right. You know, the, But yeah, so uh, you you mentioned marbles, um, and I know you 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 know play on ladder or you have your tournaments and in between certain rounds yeah. uh, for giveaways you do play the marbles, and I got like I've only d- jumped in like three or four times and I've I've never won yet, but I've always been like I have a, a couple times where I was like second or I was like really into it and it was something a little different from most Pokemon streamers at least I've seen, um, so kind of and I know there's a lot of streamers that will give away um packs or or code cards for specific yeah. pokemon or whatever um, but how did you kind of land on the marble races is kind of your means to that so it's i mean i'm not like the first one that's done it before there's mm-hmm. other channels that have done that before and i sort of just you know i piggybacked off of that it's just like another way to add interactivity to the channel because uh, you know as far as like you know streaming ptcgo goes you know anybody can just you know simply turn the go live button play the ladder and talk to people yeah anybody can do that it's just a matter of doing stuff differently you know just doing things different adding that interactivity and everything between which is why i had that i have my daily giveaway that i always do which i mean to be fair you know anyone that like does giveaways they can just you know there's people that just just post like giveaway right into the description and just Mm -hmm. you know they'll get that person that enters the giveaway and then just dips on out of there like hey i'm gone yeah, right. we definitely want to build communities and not just give. We want yeah. to give to the people that are, you know, part like of the community, being yeah. awesome and talking. Like there are people that they're just absolutely desperate to get people in there, so they're just like, oh yeah, giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. Like, if you go back to a lot of my vods or whatever, you'll barely see that word in there. Actually, close to none, mm-hmm. unless it's like unless it's like something big that I'm offering. Then that's about it. But other than yeah. that, you know, you won't you won't see the word giveaway in any of my descriptions or any of the vods. I just it's like more of like a natural thing like you know 
if I'm yeah. winning with if I'm winning with the personality, then <laughs> I know I succeed there. Because like I said, anybody can just you know hit the go live button and just go from there. Like, like in my opinion, hitting the go live button is honestly the easy part of doing it. Just going in there, like there's like plenty of stuff I do behind the scenes as well as you oh, know yeah. getting stuff ready and just stuff like that and just planning things out. Maybe I want to do this, this, or this. Like that's usually the tricky thing is you know depending on like what I want to do for my streams when I want to like branch on to different things like the tournaments only started about like a month ago and mm -hmm. I had that idea of like hey what if I do this to bring people in and that ended up working as well yeah, so then we have that yeah so let's, let's talk see. a little bit about your tournaments I know you just actually finished one um, right now and you do tournaments every Tuesday for your community so yep, every um, Tuesday um, so is it normally just standard or what kind of what kind of tournaments do you normally hold? So far, it is just standard because we just started them. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm, I'm I'm you know eager to branch into other formats. Maybe do like maybe expanded, maybe some wacky formats, maybe some single prizes in the future, stuff like that. Yeah. To you know, eventually branch off into other formats, if anything. Yeah, for sure. Now, now people that are following you or or you know jump into the you know, into your stream in the future. Um, if they were to be interested in these tournaments, would they be going on Limitless or you do a Discord or how, how would they go, um, go about the that? The tournaments are on Limitless and I do keep any of my communications in my Discord server. Okay. Which, I mean, you know, Discord, Discord's great like that. Yeah. I, I still like, and as far as like streaming goes, Discord's basically like a, like a streamer's bread and butter in a way. It as sure a way is. to, you know, <laughs> like outside the stream to interact and yep. communicate and you know, like I said, keep the interaction going, because you know, like I said, it goes like beyond like outside of the stream. And I mean, because yeah, I said, oh, I'm sorry, it goes beyond being inside the stream. It's like an outside aspect of it as well, when it comes to like Discord, and of course, you know, spreading your word through like socials. Which I mean, doing it through socials that has like mixed results, obviously, but mm -hmm. it's just something to do. Like, and then for example, like I do have a a YouTube channel that. It sadly doesn't get used as often. I would like to use it more, but of course there's like the time aspect and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's just like another way to network. Like I'm not like, you know, going to be full on YouTuber or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you've been streaming for a little bit of time now, um, building an yeah. awesome community. Um, now, I know you play in your tournaments and you do ladder play, um, what kind of decks do you typically play? Do you? I, I know when I first started watching you, you were playing a, a meme deck, but do you kind of do a mixture of between meme or meta or or kind of how do you you kind of balance those? So yeah, I do. Um, yeah, obviously I do play like some meta decks. Like I mean, of course anyone does. But then if like if I find like a deck that's like interesting in a way, like that is like a meme, and you kind of like meme deck, then uh, then yeah, I'll definitely try that out and you know have fun with it. I yeah, like the first time I walked, I jumped in one of your streams. You were actually playing a Blastoise Piplup and just basically energy. <laughs> oh, that deck was actually <laughs> that deck was. Tanking. So there's actually there's actually a story behind that deck. Let's hear it. So prior to me, like I mean, obviously everyone knows. Like I usually on most days when Amy's streaming, I'll mod there first and then you know dip on out of there around uh, seven or mm -hmm. whatever, and then go mm -hmm. do mine. So. Basically, she ran into it on the ladder and was having like a really hard time just knocking it out with her look metal deck, which actually <laughs> I actually went back to go look at the VOD on that one. So then, of course, she was being really cheeky and just said like, oh, how about after this, we get this deck list if it's available. It happened to be available. And then we'll go raid Sunny. 
and then we'll try this deck out and then troll them in a way. <laughs> so they, of course, had to get all the cards together. But of course, you know, they came in, raided. They said, hey, we have this deck for you to try. And then they played it. Uh, they played that. I played my uh, Senti deck. But uh -oh. I ended up, uh, actually, the results didn't go as you thought. I, ended, I actually did end up winning that one. Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, Senti's acceleration sort of outsped um, that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's definitely not a deck to play seriously. But then I ended up building it myself for fun, obviously. And then it's definitely interesting. You know, definitely a nice little meme deck. Yeah, you, you need a, a nice meme deck uh, now and again to keep things fresh and interesting, especially in like that long meta that we had where it was just basically team up through uh, just over a sword and shield where it was kind of ADP show. And you're like, okay, well, let's play something a little fun. Uh, mix yeah. it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it's just like it was a nice little interesting deck because it can actually like in a way tank those decks, like absolutely tank them. Because was it the deck was running? I think was it Big Charm, uh, Churchester Bath, um, Misty Lorelei to get, grab energies and even use the uh, the alternate um, mm -hmm. effect as well. It was like a lot. Of, it was just straight up just healing, 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 tanking, and just it was a funny deck. I gotta say, I'm I'm glad she uh, came in there with that. Yeah, for sure. So it sounds like, you know, you've you've built a lot of friends um, in this community um, through Twitch. Um, but as transitioning into IRL, I, I know that you you're friends or, or live close to Luke Morissa. So you kind of been, you know, practicing and, and kind of growing oh, yeah. as a Pokemon player as him. Or right, him. exactly. Yeah, we've been friends for 13 years, exactly when I started. Oh, I, think, I think I met him um, about a month after my first regionals that I went to, mm. I would say, where he came to league, basically. And, you know, my first regionals, I, I kind of like saw like, oh, everyone's playing like this Gardevoir Gallade deck, whatever. And I'm playing like my like Honchkrow, Darkrai, Level X, Ambipom thing that surprisingly didn't, did, didn't do too bad, actually. I actually got... Actually, regionals were smaller back then. I ended up getting 18th place, and top cut was 16. Oh, I ended man. up going like four and three, I think it was. So I actually did not too bad for my first big tournament. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for your first big tournament. Uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't even playing anything like meta. I was basically like, my friend built this for me. Like, hey, this is like a nice little like hand disruption deck. Um, try this out or whatever. As a good deck, like he used my my friend who got me into the game. He was not really a meta person he mostly just built decks for fun and all that stuff yeah but then one day at my league um luke came by and then like i actually like take the words out of his mouth when he was like talking about me on stream recently where he was like yeah when i first met sunny he uh no one there had clay dolls no one there had this or that like, clay doll was a playable card back then that like, it was like card draw mm -hmm. no one had this no one had that no one was playing this and then he came in and just introduced to like what meta is. And then we've been close ever since him and his mom, Joan. Yeah. And we've always traveled to tournaments. Like we've always traveled together. And of course, you know, I've been over his place to play, which uh, we might actually be starting up a bit of uh, tabletop stuff in the future. Nice. Um, I can't wait, wait to, where you, uh, you, might, <laughs> you might see me, you might see me on that channel at some point. And really I've actually cool. been, I've been I've been featured in like his very first YouTube stuff as well before he actually went under the moniker of uh, Celio. But yeah, we've been really close ever since. Just and some people just they, when they find out they're like, "Wow, you actually know this guy?" I'm like, no, I live like 
like 20, 30 minutes away from him. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. not, that's, that's not bad at all. Um, actually, kind of that's a good transition point to, um, you know, win the IRL play. And since you've played in many, many IRLs, um, obviously you got to prep for tournaments and having practice partners. So I'm assuming Luke and others have been part of that. And kind of how right. does, how do, how do you identify players that you, you know, that you think you'll mesh well with that can kind of help you um, and them and them at the same time, um, you know, going into tournaments and, and things like that. It's all about connections, really. Like, believe me, it's like when it comes to like, like, like online play compared to like IRL play, like, honestly, there's, when it comes to like prepping or whatever, there's not much of a difference, really. Mm-hmm. You're still like playing the same game. I mean, mind you, you probably have like, you know, like the RNG and PTCGO translates to, okay, maybe like the shuffling odds in say IRL play. I'd say there's not exactly much of a difference, except for, you know, sometimes maybe PTCGO like bugs out and there's like a bug in the game or whatever yeah that's about it but other than that i don't think there's like much of a difference mm-hmm. as far as that goes because you know it's like no i i agree with you wholeheartedly in that one because i think a lot of people i don't understand why when twitter will get into its its own twitter hole of being like very negative of like oh so what you want a 750 person <laughs> tournament in ptcgo that's just not irl play it's like that's 750 people playing Pokemon exactly. right there. You just showed up and won. <laughs> yeah, like it's like the same thing. It's just like, what's a, a computer program compared to a stack of cards? Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. It's the same decision processes um, throughout the game. I, I mean, the one thing maybe is it does a lot of things automatically for you. And I think some players, at least when our IRL starts up again, um, might underestimate and maybe do those things, but I don't think, you know, if you win a seven, even if you win a 20 man tournament on online, it, don't, it doesn't matter. It's still impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. being able to do that uh, kind yeah, of like thing. Let people have their, let the people have their achievements. Yep. Yeah. That, we're yeah. all about achievements here. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So um, you guys want to talk a little bit about the meta and all these new decks and archetypes slash cards. Um, that's come out in the forefront in these last couple of weeks. Yeah, let's uh, let, let me hit you with this, Sunny, on this question. It's like the deck that has surprised you the most in this meta so far, that like uh, in standard format. What has what have you been most surprised? Let's see. Most surprising. This is a very interesting question per se. I would have to say it would be. I'm going to actually say that it's going to still be Eternatus. That's fair. Okay. So why is that? Well, I mean, we considered like everything that's like out there right now or anything mm-hmm. that could have you been used to like deal with it hasn't exactly, you know, panned out and it's actually allowed Eternatus to still, you know, fluently do its thing. Mm-hmm. Where like, for example, you know, when say Avery was first announced, people were like, okay, this thing kills Eternatus. That's it. We're running this card. That's, that's the end of it. Yeah. Right. But think of it this way. Have you seen any decks teching in Avery? No. No? No, yeah, no. Exactly. You're, you're right. You're 100% right. And like, think of it this way. It's like, cool. You play Avery for this one matchup, and it's like, good for you. So then it's like, okay, what do you use it for in other matchups? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing, really. And it's the fact that, you know, your opponent gets to choose the Pokemon that gets discarded. Like, draw three, and then they get to choose what they get rid of. That that kind of feels bad. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't it's think like, it's a great card. <laughs> it's like it's like if that's, like, if that's like all it does, then it's just like no, it's that doesn't exactly deal with it. And even with like you know, you know, Galarian Zapdos has been like a soft answer in its own. Yeah. But it's like that that card like hasn't really caught steam, but I think it it can catch steam. I've been seeing a bit more of it each time as you know, um, Eternus's popularity keeps going around, and you know we keep entering like sort of like these triangle formats right yeah for sure um the i kind of want to jump in on that question there nick um and and i agree with sunny that that eternatus has seen a lot more um play and resurgence in this um but the one deck that kind of surprised me um that i was kind of taken aback from is is rapid strike baby malamar that deck destroys thing and it is the funnest deck to play right now oh, like i full hardly agree that deck is easily like one of my favorites of the new meta and i wasn't even expecting it to be so you're yeah. actually right about that i gotta actually piggyback on you on that one too yeah that, that deck i've been playing it for the last uh day and a half now um and uh spoiler alert, that's probably going to be what my next video is going to be about um uh but it is just so much fun taking those big one hits um, and it's very thoughtful too, because there's a lot of setup involved where it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm going to Dene or Crobat or, or Professor's Research. There's a lot of, um, you know, little decisions throughout the game that can make or break. Um, and, and it's just super fun. Oh, exactly. Um, is it going to be like the meta deck that can beat everything? No, um, it doesn't like ADP, you know, no single prizer does. Uh, but against a lot of these big, uh, big meta decks, um, it can do some work for sure. Oh, yeah, exactly. Actually, I, I think even with like ADP or whatever, I don't think the matchup's even like that bad. Yeah. Uh, if, not you that can bad. T- if you can take first knockout or at least, yeah, if you can take first knockout, I think you're okay. Yeah. yeah you, 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 going you going, have, going yeah, first have. is huge. Going first is absolutely huge in that matchup. Yeah, I agree. You either have to go first or hope that ADP does like a little bit of a stumble. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, okay, I have a window. Yeah, if it stumbles, you definitely have a window to jump in there. Um, but yeah, and going first like gives you sort of that leverage as well. Like I said, yeah, like going so, going first is not dead. Yeah. So Nick, yep. um, you've been asking this question uh, last week and this week. Um, what what deck has surprised you? Uh funny enough, I'm, I'm I'm it is actually a tie between those two for me because I had. <laughs> Uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, it was like not being able to have anything at the start. Like I only had like 20 code packs and stuff. And like, then yeah. I was able to get my stuff. Um, I just was like, Hey, Eternatus, let's, let's try and do some work here, bud. And then I just kept doing work with Eternatus. Yeah, and right. it just was like, yes, you're my friend right now. And, uh, you know, it, it saved me so many times. Uh, and I couldn't have been more excited. The fact that like, like you said, like Avery is not in play. Um, even when my opponent plays Path to the Peak, because like as we slowly shift more and more to the uh, mm-hmm. the two shot meta, I've been like, yep, yep, I can still hit you for 160, 150. I'll be fine with that. And I'll just two shot you and win this game still. Because um, yeah. it's going to take you to two shot me. Uh, so, but then the Malabar one, it's Malabar is like, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, but I actually really like the single strike Urshifu baby prizer one. I love that. I love oh, yeah. the stupid damage that it does. All I haven't of a had sudden, a chance to try it yet. 
Uh, yes, it's so much fun. I, like I, I, I put it that way because I keep wanting to find the right, the perfect single strike deck, and that's uh, like I saw that one. I'm like, yeah, I've got to try this, and yeah. I have to say, um, it's surprisingly effective, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But well, I, I think then, I know what our next, your next video for our channel is going to be. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what my next video is, and it's Kelcon or the the Chameleon Pokemon. Oh, because yeah, 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 yeah. that confusion is so much fun for me. Yeah, that one's a little crazy. I saw what was it? Uh, what what's Slowpoke well calling himself now? I know Hot he just changes it. Something no, now. no, that no, he's that's a, that's his Twitter tag. He changes channel is his channel name. I'm sorry, I for I forget it at the moment. But uh, no, I saw him put out a video on that. It, it definitely does some work, but it seems like there's a lot of setup. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's kind of like I put it in the world of Ditto and uh, the any hitters at times because yeah. you, you have to have the right energy to do what you need to do exactly to hit the weakness. And if you're not hitting weakness at all, well, it's like, well, never mind. I'm not I'm not going to win anyways. Yeah. Um, but I want to piggyback off of your guys' Eternatus pick. I think it's been seeing a lot of viability um, because Crushing Hammer's and in energy just disruption is not as big of an issue anymore mm -hmm. um, with the addition of um, the Galarian um, Moltres, Moltres. Yeah. and, you know, energy switch or Weavile um, really makes it, you know, that much more consistent. Or even if you lose an Eternatus um, and you have no energy on the board, you can now um, have the option to, you know, get him up and, and ready to hit that next turn with that combination. Um, I do want to ask you guys, because it's kind of a, uh, for both of you guys, um, with the Eternatus, um, with the energy switching, you guys prefer the Weavile or the energy switch? That's a tough call. Uh, I'll let you answer first, first, so I can think about it. <laughs> I think so far, like, I think it's been a toss-up. I think I still got to go with the energy switch. Yeah. I think I'm still going with energy switch. I think... Um, I mean, obviously, you still want a full bench anyway, but I think, you know, setting up a Weavile might be a bit too much. I tend to agree. I mean, Weavile can work, but I think it just makes the deck a little too clunky. Yeah. I, well, I think the advantage of... There's one massive advantage of Weavile, and that's the fact that you can run a Cheryl version of Eternatus. Um, and being able to transfer that all that energy around, or even if you do discard it... Um, you know, if for whatever reason, because of the Cheryl or uh, Hammer's hit and stuff, mm -hmm. the fact that you can move it around, heal up, swing the energy back um, with a permanent, uh, I'm putting it in air quotes, um, uh, energy switch from the Weavile is, is yeah. really effective. It, yeah, uh, I see your point, but how many Cheryls have you actually seen in, in Eternatus? I mean, I, it, I guess that can be both of you guys. I it, haven't seen any. I don't, I haven't seen any win. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah. But I have seen effective, like it, 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 if you're not ready for it, I think that's the, the difference right there is mm. I don't think a lot of people are ready for the, uh, the, 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 the Weavile one in like, if you don't see the deck, but if you see what the deck is doing, I think p players are more prepared for it. Exactly. Actually, one of these Weavile has actually made its own interesting appearance lately. Let's hear it. And you might have seen this uh, Malamar VMAX deck that's sort of been appearing mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. That just came, that came out of nowhere entirely. In fact, one actually just got uh, second place in my tournament today. 
Oh, geez. That's that's oh. crazy. We should not let uh, Loomsy watch know because uh, back in the day, I traded him all of my Malamar VV maxes yeah, for actually, something. <laughs> so he might be running that deck soon. Oh, well, actually, I'm looking at the list right here. Um, yeah, I've seen, oh, I think oh, I've oh, seen oh, that the, one. The list, oh, wait, never mind. The list actually isn't running Weavile, so never mind. Ah. Uh, yeah, well, it's Malamar, actually running Energy Switch. Dark as well. Malamar box still, still has been effective in the last few days. Right. And the fact that, you know, Moltres ended up being. So far, the most played bird. I didn't think mm -hmm. it was going to be. Yeah. Going back on, you know, my one statement. Yeah, that, that, that you, like, you just like overlook something or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, you know, and that's what happens too. Like, you know, early, again, like I said, you know, early analysis compared to, you know, what's mm -hmm. happening now. Mm -hmm. You tend to miss these things, but I've learned that, you know, analyzing a new set, you do get, still got to consider everything else that's already in play. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, we're not just building um, new concepts. We're also you know, adding into old ones. Right. Right. Yeah. And that that's, that's part of the reason why I love when like the pre-release events, because you're almost stuck to a perfectly just that set. And I find that a lot of fun. Um, but at the same time, like that is the fun challenge of standard. Exactly. There is yeah. So many cards there, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden someone's just like, Hey, remember this uh, boom. And it changes the whole meta because I that I think that was I think that like at the start of the pandemic when everyone was trying to figure out how to play Senna's Scorch essentially right you had Darkness mm, right. and Blaze come out and then everyone's like no this is how you play Senna's Scorch and then literally the whole meta shifted to playing that version and then yeah. it was Lieutenant Surge version and then it was back week. to the, the Welder <laughs> version and then yeah and it was but it was week to week to week and like that yeah. doesn't happen yeah uh, like, to, yeah, it's always like a moving. They're always like moving. Like nothing's ever like set in stone for like this, like so, so many months. Like it's always moving around and always shifting. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's just a fact. That, so it happens like the set like adds on to that. Like that's like the main part of it. Like the sets always add something on, but you know pieces are always moving. Where it's just like okay, this did good one week, makes you want to run something like this another week, mm -hmm. or then change up my build this week. And then so on and so forth, which is why it comes down to the fact that, you know, when people, like, this is why people are so open about sharing like deck lists anyway, where it's just like, yeah, have this deck list. It's probably not going to be good for the next big event. Yeah, for sure. And then next, you know, you end up, you know, playing someone's exact 60 and then that turns into like, a, you're sitting there like, wait, why isn't this working? This one, why is this deck not working for me? Right. Yeah, play style is definitely a huge uh, aspect to right. any deck. Um, and, and some people play a certain style better than others. Exactly. And that's why like, I can't like ever consciously take an exact 60. Mm -hmm. At most, I can just <laughs> take a skeleton and just go from there. Yeah. Like take building off of skeletons, like fine, where you're sitting like, where you're like, you look at a list, you're like, okay, they run this, this, and this, but I don't feel comfortable running like that stuff in there. So I'll take this, this, and this out, add this and this in there shift this a bit and then as you know it turns into you know my own sort of thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's like the main part about like deck building right there you know not everyone's like a deck builder right like i don't really oh. perceive my i don't really perceive myself to be one but you know it's usually how i like build off of when i think of a deck yeah is you know take a like find the find something take a skeleton then build off of that and then turn to your own and then you know tweak 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 and then it becomes whole Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not 
you know, one of those guys that would say I'm a great deck builder. I've made a couple pretty good ones, but uh, for the most part, I definitely take a skeleton or even start with the exact 60 of something that looks interesting and then, you know, play test it and then make minor adjustments along the way. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, there's no, there's no shame into doing that at all. There's absolutely no shame no, in doing that. Right. It just comes, it just comes down to the fact that like I said, you take an exact 60, just take it to some other big event. Like, yeah, it's considered like that was like one week. This is another week. It's going to be expected. And then next thing you know, you're just sitting there, you're just like that. And you sit there confused. Like, why am I losing mm-hmm. with this deck that went like nine and oh, won the whole thing and all that stuff? Like, what's happening? Yeah. It's just a I, matter of like, you still got to like know the meta and where it can go and what's expected. Yep. Yeah. And actually, before uh, we move, I, there we have a couple questions for from our uh, Discord. But actually, I have one that I just kind of thought up of um, as you were talking about that. Um, as far as you know, I right now in you know, on the online aspect, we see everybody's deck lists. We see you know what they're playing as they're playing it. Um, now that we're kind of starting to transition back into IRL, um, how do you think that the meta will change, or or will it slow down on its rapid change, like we were talking week to week to week, um, with the addition of you know closed deck lists? Yeah, I think there'll definitely be like a bit of a slowdown because of the fact that, you know, once we go back to whenever whenever it does happen um, with regionals, how, you know, there was a meta, you know, built around how things did in regionals and stuff like that. Regionals was like the main core of what created a meta. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like the international championships as well. That was like the main core of it all where, you know, this worked with this. Like you have these metas and actually, you know, the metas built around that, especially when it comes to, you know, then League Cups happening. But then, of course, you know, League Cups would happen and then, like, those metas pretty much depend on, like, the area because there's so many always going on mm-hmm. that's, like, hard to keep track of. So, yeah. usually, like, I think, just in my opinion, regionals half the time have been the tournaments that dictate the meta. Like, for example, the most recent Limitless tournament that happened, as it turned out, Decidueye ended up being a strong play. <laughs> and now we're seeing that a bit all over the place. In fact, um... In my tournament alone, there were three of them. There were a total of three. Um, first and third oh, wow. were two of them. And I don't remember where the... I can double check that real quick. Where was the other one? Um, oh, yeah, the other one went three, two, and one. But, yeah, it went undefeated. It won the event. And then it got third place. Yeah, uh, Decidueye is one of those things. You just make the meta call at the right time to put something in like that, and it just can destroy things. But then, it, you know, the success that that, that Decidueye just seen, um, we're going to probably see these decks jump in with techs. <laughs> right, exactly. Now it's like, okay, yeah, exactly. It's like, at first we are just like, okay, if we run into Decidueye, it's whatever. And I was like, cool, cool. If we run into it, we run into it. We'll take the auto loss. But now it's just like, the situation is taking advantage of that. Now people are going to start getting spooked into being like, okay, I need to run this to work against that. So, you know, get ready to see those copies of Phoebe's at some <laughs> point, sure. maybe, or even Palpat, <laughs> like Phoebe Palpad, so on and so Phoebe forth. Palpad like, for sure. Yeah. Well, like whatever it is we're saying, I mean, it's still not like optimal. So it's like, this is why I can still take advantage of that. I mean, there are some decks that have answers to it. Like, for example, you know, if you're playing, you know, fire still, you can still use Volcanion, mm-hmm. yeah. which has been like, basically, like you say, if you see fire and you see Volk, then it's just like, okay, Decidueye is not going to have a fun time, like at all. Yeah. All right. So we have a, a question here in our Discord um, coming from Dez. Uh, he asked, 
what is your favorite tech card uh, as in a one a one of of a Pokemon with an ability or a particular trainer or energy card? We're talking about like current meta. Current meta. Current meta. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky one because there's so many of them. I would yeah. have to say, I definitely have to say Marshadow currently because mm-hmm. yeah, Marshadow is a bit of Marshadow is a bit of a savior right now. It's kind of hard, like picking like a. I mean, Marshadow is deck specific. I will say that much. Yeah. Right. Like if you're like depending on your stadiums, because the fact that you know Chaotic Swell sort of had its own impact on the meta. Or the fact that, yeah, I just run one, maybe two copies of this. Now I'm forced to play more stadiums than I want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas when like most of those decks, like if you really need the stadium, then you're like, yeah, I need this Marsh Shadow to bail me out. Sort of get me off the hook. Yeah, for sure. So how, how about yourself, Nick? Um, there's... <laughs> so this is not an easy question. It's to answer, not an sure. easy question. Yeah, it really isn't. Like, I really had just like... <laughs> one out of my, one out of hat. That's why I'm asking Nick so I can stall for time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I'd have to say it's Fionn. Okay. I like Fionn a lot yeah. in terms of its ability to really kind of make players triple check. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen I've done it to someone or, or they've done it to me where I've been Fionn and I'm like, ah, oh, I should, I knew I should have retreated last turn. Like that's yeah. the, that's the lack of paying attention. And Fionn punishes you if you're not paying attention or if you're too worried about playing a Pokemon down at times where you, you might only have two down because you're like, ah, I'm going to force you to go through this wall. Uh, you know, even though I could put another wall up, but I just know it might not be able to retreat. Like there's a chance that it won't retreat. Like I, I just, the scenarios that are there for it. And then the fact that it goes back into your deck yeah. is, is, has saved me uh, countless number of times because I'm like, I'm going to deck out. No, I'm not. That's a yeah. lie. And, <laughs> and then you could just kind of repeat that if you're lucky enough. And like, I've, I've intentionally pinged Fionn's to death also. So my opponent can't rely on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fionn's actually a nice, fl- I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to say, that, I was say like, actually, yeah, Fionn is actually a nice flex for sure. It is. And I kind of going to not specifically piggyback off of that answer, but yeah, I am. Um, very, very, you shut your mouth, Nick. <laughs> um, but a very similar card that maybe not a one of, but it's at least a two of in most decks now is escape rope. Um, you don't necessarily need to run four, uh, but just having the threat of moving um, a Pokemon um, off the active for your opponent um, or, and also forcing them to think about, okay, well, if I just keep you know my big guy out and I only have one Pokemon on my bench, um, sometimes as a strategy, um, you know, to, for the win condition. So they have to play other Pokemon they don't necessarily want to play. Um, so um, kind of piggybacking off that where escape rope kind of makes your opponent think a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I've actually noticed that scenario too, where it's like, okay, they play this rope and just sit there like, okay, they got to give me one of those things that I probably want in the active or even mm-hmm. like, you know, God forbid they actually have, like, if they bring up one of their, like, Dedenes or Crobats, for example, they might sit there like, okay, well, I don't want to bring up one of my attackers. I don't want to bring up this. Then I'm sitting here like, okay, I might just have to bite the bullet and just sack two prizes here. Yep. Yeah. Just, a lot of times, like, like, unintentionally, but it does happen. Yeah. A lot of times with, like, even one prize support guys, um, they, they don't want to give those up, but they might, you know, 
need to give up extra prizes to pr you know preserve those one prizers like those intellions or, or yeah exactly or, um and that actually kind of i'm going to also add to the pokemon abilities um and nick and i have been a huge fan of of the Sobble line and Teleon um, since day one. And it was been a little bit underrated until recently. So oh, it's popped um, off recently. Yeah, recently, <laughs> like Drizzles and Sobble and and, uh, and Teleon, super, super uh, great. Uh, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm, and I'm actually excited about that too. Yeah. Because of, you know, what it adds to the game. That nice little, cool, neat little concept right there. Like yeah. even like both both Inteleons are just insane. Mm -hmm. It yep. just opens up your your deck for options um, for whatever scenario you're in. You can get the the damage dealing one, or you can get two trainers that might just win you the game right then and there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, it's kind of e that's an easy one because like like mm -hmm. I, I've seen people who've made the mistake of putting all of just one of them in there. And uh, you know, the, or the, like, especially with the combat, like they go all with the sniping one. And it's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You you put you put that one sh shady dealings two in, mm -hmm. and it will win if it's in so well with every deck. That like exactly. it, you know, yeah, and like, uh, like, it's not it's not limiting. It's just it's right. sure, it doesn't like discriminate at all. It's like yeah, just grab two trainers. Yeah, it's not type specific. Right. Yep. No, it's, like, it's, why, it's, like, why, like why would you not run that exactly <laughs> yeah and then and then it's just like all of a sudden Inteleon just with its repeated damage now i do i have been i'll have to say i i i agree with a lot of i know there's a lot of grief going online too like there's a lot of chat about it being kind of bad in a weird way and i do i kind of get i get it now because if they do have like two or three down i mean it's just the i feel like the, it has it made the game fast again like i thought we were slowly getting to it, that slower game so and it, it's still really it becomes really it, it fast it comes fast but it's not as fast as a quick ball for a dedene true um, I, so I will you, give at least you, that, you but... have to you you know prepare yourself for the turn after and it can give yourself a little bit of clunkiness at the beginning i, I think we'll really see the value especially after dedene rotates yeah yeah and I think that's where I'm most interested because, like, right now, I think it's, I think it is, I see, I, I understand the fastness that it can cause. Like, and I, yeah. I think I said it before, it, it puts a clock on the game right away, unlike yeah. Goon. Goon. Goon was just like, cool, I might get enough up to enough damage or like, haha, ADP, I can one shot you with the turn of this now. But, yeah. Uh, but then Teleon's like the time is ticking. You have three turns left, and then that's it. And it's true. That's what it feels like. And I, I agree with that. I, I like it's it's annoying, but not. I don't think it's bad right now. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll end it off on Zoro Dad's question here. Um, he says, "Do you think um, if Shadow Rider Calyrax becomes um, the clear BDIF and consistent dominance of the top cuts in tournaments like it's doing?" Um, is that bad uh, for the meta or for the game, I guess? If no. Shadow Rider is just uh, the number one BDIF? No, I don't really think so at all. I mean, it's, just think of it this way. We had plenty of like BDIFs like over time. And it's like, yeah, they are like dominating the meta. But again, it's it's just part of the meta. That's all. Yeah. You know, you just got to deal with it. That's, I mean, that's probably much the most blunt way I can put it. It's just, okay, this is just like a deck that's being played. You know it's here. Um, just do something about it. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think um, there's always going to be a BDIF. Um, and in the past, I've spent ADP. I think if it's not oppressive, whereas as far as uh, prize manipulation, I'm, I'm happy with it. 
Um, I will say that there's a lot right currently with the the Dustnor or the Trevin and Dustnor version. Um, it is very scary because it could hit hard and it could also energy disruption and it can control you. Um, so it has a lot of options, but I don't think it's as bad for the game as say ADP was. Um, no, exactly. At, yeah. At, like at the, de the deck is the deck is balanced. It is balanced, mm -hmm. and you can deal with it. Like I mean, yeah, you can deal with ADP also, but I mean, like I said, with this deck, it's like you can deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's like it's not a it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, it's going to be like it's going it's, it's showing its dominance. Yeah, but I mean, what I say, it's like anything to really like worry about. Not really, because again, if you if you know what you're doing in the game and you can deal with the deck, then yeah, deal with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Nick, how about yourself? Um, I think I th I made a comment because I, I it, he like I love these kind of questions and I I, I overanalyze it. I call it the overanalytical of the meta analysis in terms of you get so many players. We're gonna see Shadow Cataracts, you know everywhere 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 right and yeah. then very next week it's going to be a turnus will skyrocket or whatever the hard counter is and then you'll see whatever the hard counter to the counter is you know you know what i mean like and like so then that's when uh, then players are going to be like triple guessing themselves with yeah. everything too so then you know it's, it's just like all right you know what's next kind of a weird way you know what i mean like yeah, exactly. it's, and it, that is not terrible at all. No, I, I think it's good for the game, and it, it makes players have to be good at forecasting metas. And yeah, exactly. that's a player skill just as much as, mm -hmm. as decisions in-game. Um, deciding to bring or forecast you know, what deck to bring um, is very, very important, I think. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and that's also how triangles are born as well. Mm -hmm. Like, again, we, we've had triangle formats in the past where it is like a rock, paper, scissors format. And you know, with this happening, it's going to be no different. You know. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the funny part is, if you don't like any how any of those plays, I feel like right now there's still there's still certain decks out there that are like, cool. I'm just going to fit in Ice Rider now, and Ice Rider still can bring Ice some. Ice Rider's doing yeah. well. Ice Rider's it is. A good yeah. Deck. It's like yeah. I, I, I'm actually I'm not really surprised, but I'm like I'm actually like impressed by the way it can actually. Uh, you know, tempo itself out really nicely. I mm -hmm. um, I think I forget what day it was where I actually had a viewer battle with an Ice Rider deck, and it was tempoing quite well the way they built it, where they can just you know keep using the Mewtwo to put Melanie on top and yep. so on and so forth, and just keep you know consistently you know attaching and all that stuff. Like the tempo is nice. I gotta say mm -hmm. that's probably gonna be one of the decks I start to play around with next. To you know, you know, make have another deck to play basically yeah. for stream. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a good deck. There's the you know the possibilities are endless. Um, a lot of good decks to still be explored. Um, but yeah, we can talk Pokemon all day. But I know we're running a little <laughs> little yeah. long on time. Um, but before we get out of here, um, I want to give your you uh, um, your opportunity to uh, have any shout outs, plugs. Um, you know, plug away. Just like people in general, or yeah, anybody, yeah, they, anybody yeah. you want to shout out, um, or just or yeah. plug your stuff, or did, yeah. you don't have to shout anybody out. You can I mean, well, I guess we'll, I guess we will start with myself. I mean, I can go on and on if I really want to, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, so I do go under the Twitch name, the Real Sunny Games. I do stream six days a week, except for Thursday, from seven p.m. to ten p.m. Except for Tuesdays when I stream from. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. That's our tournament days. Mm -hmm. 
which we do run free weekly tournaments on stream on Tuesdays. Anyone can sign up, which I do recommend if anyone ever wants to play in any, I recommend uh, getting in there fast because they've been filling up every week, especially going towards the last day. We actually just filled up a day early nice, this nice. time. And then, you know, nice. you know, you're, and then, you know, you can be like stuck in like waiting room limbo. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want that. No. I mean, people have asked me like, Oh, can you just increase the capacity? But I'm sitting there like, well, I mean, I, I would love to, but unfortunately, you know, I don't have all night. I still have a job to get up to in the morning and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, sad but true. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, that's pretty much, you know, where we're at. And they're on weekdays, too. And people live in different time zones. So, so it's not going to cater to everybody. I'm actually still impressed that there's still like Europeans that play at this hour. It's kind of crazy. Cash man, all the way on the single floor, still you, showing Cash. up. <laughs> yeah, still showing up for tournaments. I love it. I love it. But yeah. Yeah, let's see. Does anybody else want to plug in? You know, obviously I want to, you know, plug, you know, Celia's network. Again, close friend of mine, friend of the channel, good friend in general. If you live under a rock, you're not checking them out, you most definitely should. Um, another one of my close friends I like to, you know, plug in is my friend Steuben. Um, the O's are zeros, by the way. They're on Twitch as well. They do PTCGO, they do variety as well. Awesome oh, yes. channel. Just I recommend like please check this dude out. He is awesome. He's a great member of the community. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I guess huge shouts to Easy, one of my best friends on Twitch right now, uh, Pumpkin Amy, who again is where I've started to grow from was from that channel. So you know, I got to give her props as well. For sure. She's, she still thinks it was all me, but you know, I got partially. <laughs> I got. I got partially agree on that. You know, she's still the homie. She still helped me out a lot. Yep. So I do got to give her her credit where credit's due, which yeah, I mean, awesome. obviously like you better not be living under a rock and be following these people. I'm just saying <laughs> any of the three people, any, any of the three people I just mentioned, please follow, please follow them on Twitch. They are awesome. For sure. Definitely. Well, thank you again, Sonny, uh, real Sonny for joining us today. <laughs> we had an absolute blast with oh, you on a, here. Yeah, I had a, I had a blast too. This was a really chill time. Thank you again. So, um, oh man. Now, I, oh, I'm just all excited. I, I, so for everyone listening again, all those links will be down in the uh, show notes down below. And, you know, hey, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all for joining us this time and for listening. And so if you would like to get in part of some of these questions and be more involved with uh, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast, please join us uh, in our Discord ourselves too. And also check us out on Twitter at PitPokePod or hit Jake and I up on at Panucks one or at Duke of Hobbies. Uh, we'll gladly answer questions anytime. And we stream every Thursday and Friday and soon stay tuned for our next triple P Saturday select. So uh, with uh, we'll have hopefully lots of codes to give out for prize support. There. Oh yes, hopefully. So thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time. See ya. Catch you later. <laughs>